everybody. It's Across the Pondcast with... Dave. And Abby. Um, and surprise, we're on the same side of the pond for once. It is uh, quite surprising, you guys. Uh, pretty exciting. It's, you know, it's the first time we've been together since we started this podcast over a year ago. Yeah. Which yay for our first anniversary. Um, it's pretty exciting. Um, yeah. A couple housekeeping notes, guys. Uh, so you can find us on... <coughs> Apple Podcast, I just cross the podcast, Stitcher, I just cross the podcast. We are on Facebook and Twitter at Across the Podcast all the way around. You can email us at it's across the podcast at gmail.com. So, with that out of the way, and uh, yeah, we are in a car. It's Ohio <laughs> and it's a little chilly, even though it's April 2nd. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of snow this morning. You know, yeah. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a downfall of living in the Midwest this time of year. You're excited for spring. Uh, you can hear some birds, but then they like outside and it's like, well, it's still cold. Um, you know, it is what it is. But anyways, guys, so uh, it's exciting to be here with Abby. It's, it's fantastic. Um, we might, I'm not sure if technologically possible yet, might do more Facebook Lives in the future because it might be possible for us to Facebook Live from across the pond. So you'd see me and see her, not across the continent, continents, ocean, not <laughs> yeah. Cross the ocean at the same time. We'll see. We'll yeah. stay tuned on that. We'll one. try and figure it out. Right. We'll let you know. Uh, so guys, we've been keeping up with this every two weeks. We have an episode, so we've been doing very well with that. We're keep it going. Hope you guys are loving the material. You guys, are you guys are listening to it, so obviously you are. Great. So today's episode is a new th- a new series, and it haven't I haven't the foggiest, which is our you know we I personally love the title. I use the phrase all the time. Right. So. I do too, but I'm not even British. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so, guys, so I'll take the first stab at it. Um, okay, so, Abby, so you've heard the phrase crocodile tears, right? Like, I am crying crocodile tears. Yes. But you have to go home on Friday. Yeah. I actually really am crying crocodile. <laughs> I actually am crying real tears for that. <laughs> but, uh, yes, so what do you think crocodile tears means? Um, well, I I don't think that crocodile tears are, like, real sincere tears. I don't think they're, like, actually crying. I think it's more, like, fake tears. Um, and the fact that it's a crocodile makes me think that it's a little bit dangerous. It's trying to get its way. Ooh, it's, just, it's like a sneak attack crocodile. Yeah. I'm going to cry. They feel bad for me. Yeah. Ooh, they are very, they're very dangerous in that way. I can believe it. Um, well, so where do, think, where, do think, where do you think the phrase or the phrase originated at? Um, well, I love Egyptian mythology, and I know that, I mean, there are crocodiles in the Nile, right? There are, yes. So uh, maybe Egypt? Okay, that's a good guess. I mean, there are, there are, there are Egypt, Egyptians. Crocodiles are very prominent in Egyptian folklore and their, in their arts, their you know artwork, so it's very possible. Um, so you are right. Crocodile tears means to be insincere. I am crying crocodile tears for you because it's like I'm crying, but like it's not a real cry. I just want to, you know, I want to play you. Play you for a fool so I can eat you like crocodile would. I'm pretty sure crocodiles are very much straightforward. Crocodiles aren't like sharks. Sharks are jerks. Crocodiles are legit. You can see them coming after you, and you know they're coming after you, and they're going to eat you if they catch you. Sharks are like, I'm just going to nibble on you from below the seas. You can't see me coming. So, yeah, crocodiles, crocodiles are stamp citizens. Sharks are the assholes, sorry my language, of the animal world. Anyways, guys, so off that soapbox, the sharks. <laughs> so I'm afraid of the ocean. I like to swim, but I'm afraid of the ocean because of sharks. Anyway, so... Um, so, uh, Crocodile Tears actually, surprisingly, originates from originates in England, though. Actually, surprisingly <laughs> enough. So, not at all Egypt, Egypt, but it's fine. So, um, the 14th century, in, uh, some British guy wrote a book where he chronicled about a crocodile who 
while he ate men, cried. Okay. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I can't, first of all, actually, can can crocodiles actually cry? Actually, in real life, crocodiles can cry? I would say no, but I don't know. What if you you put your phone right here? That's a really good idea, because my arm hurts. It would actually, (laughs) whoops. Sorry. Oh my God, it's freaking beautiful. It's like technology is the finest. <laughs> All right, so, so you think crocodiles can actually cry? I don't, but I don't know. Okay, so I'm pretty sure they can't. I'm not a herpetolo- herpetolo- herpetologist, I think. I have a stutter, guys. Don't make fun of me. Herpetologist, so I'm pretty sure they can't actually cry. I don't think any lizards, I don't think any reptiles can cry. But I could be wrong. If you, if you know for a fact, if you're a herpetologist or let, you us, know, know. let us know. Anyways, so, right. So yeah, so your idea was it's about fa- it's about like false crimes makes sense because obviously the crocodile's like I'm eating a human, and I feel bad about it, but I really don't because I'm a crocodile and I need to eat. Yeah. Hey, look at that. we have a wa- we have a we have a watcher. Hey, Dan. What is that, June? That's June's son. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, June's son. I never met you. We might have met you the library before, but anyways, thanks for watching. I digress. <laughs> anyways, um, so. Where was I? Crocodile tears. Crocodile they're tears. They're eating men, but and they're crying because they're sad, but they're not because they're hungry. Right, that. So, um, and actually, so, so like from the 14th century, like this phrase is first put out there in a book, and actually, William Shakespeare actually used it in one of his plays, which is kind of made popularize it. So, I'm, and I'm not sure what play it's in. Hamlet. It's Hamlet. It's the scene where. Um, Hamlet kind of jumps out. It's after he's like, alas, poor Yorick. Um, he jumps out from behind wherever he's hiding because Ophelia's funeral is happening and Laertes gets really upset and d- jumps into the grave and, like, picks Ophelia's dead body up and Hamlet's like, who's crying the crocodile tears? Who do you, like, who are you that loved her so much? It is I. The, the, fi- the fishmonger. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, uh, if that is true, I, you know, I, I believe Abby, she has, she has read a lot of Shakespeare, but, uh, if it's not, if it's somewhere else, please let us know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Again, email us, tweet us, whatever you got to do. Just uh, hit us up with that that message. Um, or the exact quote. You can do that as well. Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> so anyways, so yeah. Yeah, I think it's fine. Oh, it's fine. Um, so uh, yeah, so that's where crocodile tears come from. I kind of like the idea of crocodiles. This, the whole phrase is kind of fun for me. So actually fun imaginary fact to get in my head. There's a Pokemon called Croca something. He's a little tiny crocodile. Anyways, and then you know, you know the movie, movie Crybaby, Crybaby with Johnny Depp? Yes. And he has a teardrop tattoo in his eye? Yes. So I just want to imagine a little Pokemon, a little crocodile Pokemon with a, with a tear tattoo in his corner of his eye. I mean, isn't it bad enough that they make them fight? Now they've got to tattoo them too? Those poor well, little Pokemon. That's, that's why, because he, he wanted it because he feels bad he has to fight for Pokemon. So he got the tear like, to, as a, like a, you know, as a... As long as the Pokemon got it voluntarily. I think he got it voluntarily. He okay. wanted the tattoo. He wanted like, you know what, I don't actually like fight on a Pokemon, but I'm going to do it because I have to for my master. But this tear is my, my, my show of uh, uh, words. Uh, Regret? No. Um... What's the word when you do something to like to like rep to stand up to like represent to like uh rebellion? Yeah, yeah, that. But solidarity as a message of solidarity for oh, okay. Pokemon. Solidarity. That's today's word of the day, guys. Solid solidarity. You should you <coughs> should draw a little comic of this. I can't draw. Okay, somebody should draw a little comic of yes, this. Yes, guys, draw us the crocodile Pokemon with a teardrop tattoo. We would love you forever. 
Like we we you know probably make our our, our logo for a month. <laughs> yeah, do that. It'd be great. All right, so Abby, your turn now. Yes. Um. So mine is quite appropriate for the um the the time of the year that it is and the back and forthness that we're having with this year. Okay. So um, I'll set this up by saying way 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 back in the day. Let's let's talk like Greek times. Okay. Um, they would use mythology to explain the unexplainable for them. Yes. Um, so, like, sciencey things. So, the transition from winter to spring, for example. How mm-hmm. do you think that was explained? Okay, well, let me think. Some winter to spring, what would make it happen? Okay, I got it. The gods are hungry. They want their sacrifices, and so they make it with spring so the humans can harvest for food to give to them as, as homage for their to eat. Um, I mean, they did do things like that. Of course, they were always offering right. sacrifices they to the gods. They can't because... go away in the wintertime, so therefore the gods are like, okay, we're hungry now, we eat enough of our winter stock, so you got to make us more food, so we make it warm so you can work hard and give us more food. Um, it's a good theory, but it's not quite spot on. So, um, there are different deities for different things. Um, so, um, Demeter is the goddess of the harvest and of, like, earth and, um, fertility and all that jazz. And she had a daughter named Persephone. Mm -hmm. Um, and Hades, the god of the underworld, took a liking to Persephone. Who wouldn't? I mean, she's, she's like a a beautiful spring fertility goddess, basically. I mean, it is said, and I I don't say this lightly because the gods have been known to strike people down who say things. Um, It is said that Persephone's beauty was on the level of like Aphrodite's and like Hera's. Sorry. I'm Greek. I can vouch for that. It's okay, a, it's see? A, it's all good. It's <laughs> yeah. all good. She's a, she's a, she's Please a, don't strike me down. <laughs> she, is a, she is a solid dime, yeah. as, the, as, the sway, as the phrase goes. Yeah, so one day, Persephone's off hanging out with some shepherds and sheep and just walking around the hills. Um, Who wouldn't? And Hades sees an opportunity, um, and he opens a rift in the earth that then, like, swallows her whole. What a jerk. Um, and takes her down to the underworld. Um and of course, Demeter is so so upset that she stops making the earth fertile and she makes <laughs> it a barren place. Um, and of course, this is not very good because there are people at this time on the earth, and they need food, they need you know sunshine. Um, and so Zeus gets involved, um, and they have to strike a deal. And Persephone is like, "All right, so." She doesn't really have much say in the myth, I think, but I disagree. I think um, that she did have a bit of a say. Well, I th- I think from what I, from what I can gather, I think she kind of liked liked Hades. So I do she, too. So like she, I think like, so and you mentioned the whole part about the pomegranate. Part. Yeah, yeah. So um, if you eat food in the underworld, you have to stay in the underworld for at least a negotiable amount of time. So she eats some pomegranate seeds. Um, and therefore has to, like, be present in the underworld for six months of the year, basically. Um, but for the other six months of the year, she can come up and hang out with her mom and all the other above-world gods. Um, and so, <coughs> when she comes back up from 
the underworld, it turns into spring because she can walk on the earth and the yeah. flowers bloom. However, mom. I think she's like I think she's having a little separation anxiety from her husband this year. I think she keeps Maybe. going down to see him because yeah, I think it so. keeps randomly it's snowing and then warming up it's and not snowing. Right. It's I true. Mean, Maybe she. I don't blame her. I always I like the idea that Persephone and Hades do genuinely love each other, and that her mom was a bit overprotective. Um, but that she chose to stay down there for those, like, the half of the year. Yeah, I mean, I heard all sorts of that she was tricked, in, she was tricked into eating the pomegranate seeds. There is, they say that, but right. was but, she, I mean, I mean, who knows? nobody really likes Hades, sadly. He no. Gets a, he gets a bad reputation. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, he does, because his brother got the better end of the deal, his brother's the kid, yeah. you know, gets Olympus, he gets to live in the underworld, which is kind of gloomy. Yeah. Although he does get to have Cerberus, a three-headed dog. I know. Is, who wouldn't want a three-headed dog? It's pretty cool. So I don't know. I mean, he doesn't have that raw of a deal. Yeah. And he is forever He is forever alive and he can't die. So. That's true, too. I mean, you know. But I guess it's, like, it's pretty sad down there to you know, constantly have people come down to guide them to the end of the world. Although I wonder, what's the fairy man's name? Is it Ken- Chiron. Chiron. I, well, I say Chiron. It's like... C H A R O N, Charon, Chiron. Right. Well, maybe, maybe he, has, he has some company down there, though. Yeah, I mean, he's got some people to talk to. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, uh, you know, just, um, how are we doing on time here, anyways? I don't know. We are, we are, ooh, perfect. Oh, perfect, perfect timing. Perfect. Yeah. Sweet spot. Sweet spot. Yeah. Uh, so, guys, this was fun. Yes. Um, we're at you live. So we're in the same place the first time in over a year, which is yeah. fantastic. And you can finally put faces to the voices that you hear. That's right, because you've heard our voices for over a year and what we look like. Yeah. It's actually a mask. We don't actually look like this at all. It's, no. It's all. Honestly, my hair is not really this color. It's actually April Fool's. Yeah. yeah this is, you know, actually, I'm Abby. This is Dave. Yeah. It's very confusing. Plot I, I, twist. I, right? I know. It's <laughs> insane. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> Um, but anyways, guys, so, um, keep, uh, keep responding to us. Like I said, please guys, we wanted to hear somebody reach out to us about something in our episodes. It hasn't yeah. happened. It hasn't. People have emailed us, but nobody's actually responded. Nobody's actually responded to a question in a podcast yet. We'd love to have that happen for the first time. So be the first person to do that and we will love you forever or draw us the cartoon crocodile with yes. the tattoo. Yeah. I would absolutely love, I, I honestly like. I'm so excited by thinking about that possibly that even happening. So I'm sure some of us, some of our listeners are artistic out there. So please um, humor us because we will, like I said, love you forever. Yeah. Postcards. Postcards Post- are still a thing that I can are, send. They are. Absolutely. We yes. postcards. Um, all right, guys. So we're going to wrap this up. So for Dave. And Abby. Have a good one. Cheerio. If I can figure out how to shut this off. Ending live video.